Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga with something short and fun. This is a Hugh soundbite. Well, Nathan or Wafy, uh, music producer, act, uh, artist, songwriter, you have so many uh, different things to choose from. But anyways, welcome to Hugh at Home. Now, Nathan, Nathan Chu, known as Wafy, he is a music producer, but he is also now a songwriter and an artist in all shapes and forms. So first of all, Nathan, most of the interviews that I do are with singer-songwriters. So, you know, it's songs right from the heart, like ground zero. As a music producer, what are your roles and like, and when do you come into the whole songwriting process? Wow, yeah, as a music producer, um, it's interesting because there's, there's, there's many different like approaches when it comes to producing a song. Mm-hmm. Um, a more modern approach is where like a producer will create something and then like an artist might actually come in after the fact and um, write or like what's known as top line on, on what the producers created, like the instrumental backing. But I guess the more classical role of the producer is to essentially take what the songwriters and the artists have created as the song and really just hold it up for the rest of the world to see by supporting it with additional musical elements um, whether that be like instruments or sounds or really anything else that's not just the lyrics and the melody. Well, I, and you definitely obviously have a good ear for this. And we were talking, talking a little bit about your education, but I'm curious, like, were you always interested in sounds and music even as a child? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a big nod, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, I didn't really... I didn't really recognize how much access at an early age I had to just even the, the foundational concepts that underlie a lot of what I do today. Like I remember I have, um, I have three older siblings. Um, the one who's older than me is like 13 years older than me. And so I remember being really young and um, he had a PlayStation too. And on there, there was a game and it was actually made by MTV, but it was like basically, um, a digital audio workstation, which is like a tool you, music producers use to make music nowadays, um, on a video game console. And I remember being really young and seeing that. And anyways, from there, I think just having that kind of be a reality to me at a young age, plus always having piano and guitar and just drum set in the garage. It was, I, I felt like my family was very like 
they're very welcoming and uh, supportive of just me exploring as a young person with instruments and music. Wow. And then, of yeah. course, you went to Nimbus. And let's talk about your experience there. You said it's just like oh. a 12-month course, so it must be pretty intense. And I'm sure you probably met a lot of really interesting people, too. Yeah, no, it was, um, well, I don't know what the state of the school is today. I think they've undergone some changes since I've been there. But um, when I was there, it was, yeah, it was really uh, a sought after place to be. I think one thing that I remember them advertising when I went with my mom and we kind of walked through the school and they uh, gave us the tour. I think one thing they mentioned was that at the time, all the, the teachers there had to uh, be active in the industry in order to teach there. So for me, that was like, whoa, this is cool. I'm actually going to get to learn from people who are doing the thing that I want to do. Um, and so because of that, I think I had really like a, an end, what seemed like an endless supply of like insight and knowledge and wisdom. And I think coming in with a little bit of experience, having self-taught myself, like how to make beats on my computer prior, um, it gave me a lot of freedom to do just that, meet people, and spend time networking and building relationships versus trying to necessarily hurdle over a lot of those first kind of like, oh, what is a what is a digital audio workstation? And what is a, how does audio flow from one device to another device, like <laughs> microphones and stuff? Oh, I know. And yeah. um, you've actually garnered so much recognition at such a young age. Um, it's secret to success or how did you do it? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm just, I feel so, it's interesting you say the word success because I think we often look at the word success as like a, uh, like present looking back and like, those are like kind of our accomplishments and those are the things we've done up to now. But I, I, I've always just looked at every day, like a chance to come closer to what it is that I love, but do it in the way that the world will also, um, the world will not not like accept me but like working in harmony with the rest mm -hmm. of the world by doing what i love um and i think just through doing that and kind of leading my, by example and kind of always being true to what i love if that makes sense it's it's kind of a vague answer but i don't really understand what success means at a general level i think success is different to everyone for me it's like my success is being able to write songs with anyone i want to write songs with and i think trying to write every day and really just learn and role model and research after people who I really look up to in this industry has taught me so much. Yeah. And who are the interest, uh, who are the artists that interest you that, you know, say, okay, yeah, I'll work with you. What kind of artist are you looking for? Um, well, as a producer, I'm, I'm not necessarily fi uh, fixed on working with a specific type of artist. Um, as an artist and a songwriter, I'm really inspired by, um, by people who kind of do the same thing as I do, people who are a little multifaceted in the sense that like they also songwrite and they also produce. Um, some artists that immediately come to mind are Pharrell Williams. Um, I really like Pharrell Williams because he not only does music production, songwriting and performs as an artist, but he also just has a really unique perspective when it comes to creativity. Um, another person that comes to mind is not an artist necessarily, but a producer, um, Rick Rubin, who's known to have worked with many artists across different genres. And I think for someone who's so deeply interested in many different styles of music and different areas of the music industry, that's always been somebody I look to for some sort of example as to how can I interact with people across 
many different worlds, but still maintain this sense of connection as a creative. Oh, well, so cool. And now you've got a new single out. And uh, we were talking to uh, maybe not touring, but definitely releasing singles. Is this kind of to the new way of getting your music out there as opposed to, you know, working hard to get those special 12 songs or whatever and then release an album? Yeah, so like I, it's it's really strange this this modern music industry. Um, I'm kind of learning it as I go, and it's kind of changing as I learn. So um, to answer your question, yeah, I think touring is something that I'm definitely open to. I don't feel I come from as much of a performer's background, so that's something I'm excited to learn more about mm -hmm. and to practice more and to uh, develop in as a performer. Uh, doing shows in front of people in in a room, which I hope will happen soon, but we got to kind of wait for the world to keep up with us. Um, but yeah, making songs is kind of a, it's something I've been doing for what seems like a while now. And in my latest single, and uh, I guess all the songs I've released in 2021 have been somewhat of a exploration in terms of, okay, I've given myself permission to be an artist. Now, how do I explore the different things I want to do as an artist? And how do I find who I am? And so I guess the three songs that I've released this year, Fairy Tale. I just want to see my friends and call you mine have all kind of been me exploring that and me figuring out all right like where do i li where do i lie and like what are what are some sounds that i definitely find um can support what i have to say as a songwriter well oh and i guess we're gonna find out uh you're gonna do a song for us call you mine story yes. story behind this one um Call You Mine. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more of a specific story behind this one. I, I keep telling people it's a little fictitious, to which ex to some extent it's it's fictitious, but I mean, everything comes from real experiences. Everything comes from real feelings. Um, but yeah, Call You Mine is really like a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's asking for a second chance. Um, I think throughout the pandemic, people have, uh, I try to stay away from talking about the pandemic too much because no one wants to talk about the pandemic. <laughs> But um, <laughs> but we're still in it, so hey, it, so, yeah, it's the white uh, elephant in the room. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a song about second chances, and it's I, I I I kind of I like to frame songs through the context of like two two different two different perspectives. So it could be viewed as more of a romantic relationship and asking for someone's second chance in a in a romantic situation, like in a in a couple situation, or it could just be a friend. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the beautiful part about writing choruses is it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to mean one thing, you know, you, it, people can take what they want from it. And I love that as a songwriter. Uh, well, it has been so wonderful to have a chat with you and I can hardly wait to you can come here and go and see your show because I think it will be fantastic. I think it'll be a little bit of everything, which is I think going to be, you know, something that really will be exciting. But um, anyways, here's Call You Mine. Thank you, Nathan. Awesome.
This has been a production of iLikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. 
Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.